the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 104 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 9. And we took the week off last week. Um, it was nice out, and I just didn't feel like recording. Uh, we were... I was tired. You were tired? I was tired, too. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, that too. Um, we were also tired this Monday, so we're recording this uh, on Tuesday. It is Tuesday today, not our usual recording day. Uh, but that's cool because some news came out today that we're going to get to. Um, but, uh, yeah, also last week we were sort of recovering from Infinity War. And uh, we had Infinity War on the brain because we saw that opening weekend. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later in the show, and we will spoil it later in the show, but we're not going to talk uh, right now. We're not going to talk any spoilers, uh, but we are going to talk about some Star Warsy stuff uh, that we've been up to. Uh, so before Infinity War, we saw this really cool feature, like featurette behind the scenes kind of thing of Donald Glover on the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. And I was out getting popcorn when this came on, so I missed the first half of it. I was super bummed. You were bummed. out there for, like, a really long time. Was I? Yeah, you were, like, a really long time. Hmm, maybe you it felt like it. popcorn and pop? Yeah. But, uh, I was taking my time, you know, walked slowly. I think I went to the bathroom one time, too, because, you know, you gotta go to the bathroom before you go see Infinity War. Because <laughs> it's a long movie. I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> in, like, the middle of it, and I was like, yeah, okay, you're fine, Hannah, just watch the movie, you can't miss anything. Right, right. <laughs> So, I was pretty sad that I missed that first half, but thankfully now it's on the Star Wars YouTube channel. I did not think they would do that. I thought they'd leave it in the theater and not let other people see it, but thankfully, ugh, there it is. And now you can go on YouTube and watch it. Uh, it's pretty cool. He shows us, you know, the Falcon, including his cape room, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah. And uh, last Friday was May the 4th. Uh, which was pretty fun. We all wore Star Wars shirts, which we are all wearing again today, which is kind of cool how that happens. Um, Last Friday was my first May the 4th working in an elementary school, so that was kind of fun. I was able to, you know, say it to kids, and they knew what I was talking about instead of saying it to, you know, a one-year-old, and they just kind of give me a blank stare, right? Yeah. So that was fun. I wore... um, couple pins. I wore my Luke Skywalker on Hoth pin. That was a homemade pin that we made at like a Maker Fair kind of thing. And uh, wore my, or actually I wore Anna your, or actually Liam, I wore your uh, Ray silhouette uh, that we got at Target for wait, Force wait, Friday. You, wait, you that found was mine? Yeah, and I wore then yours. You wore it and then you, and got you wore Anna's. Weird. Yeah, because <laughs> you couldn't find yours. Yeah. But I really wanted to wear it. Because I wanted to represent, I wanted to have Ray represented on my shirt as well. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. I think maybe next Star Wars Day next year, I might just go all out and get like little Star Wars pins or something, give one to anyone who says "May the Fourth be with you" to me or something like that. That'd we'll see. Be cool. We'll see. But uh, it was fun. Um, we got an email from Nick from London on May the 4th, uh, speaking mostly about Infinity War. So we're going to get to that email later in the episode when we talk Infinity War. But first, let's head on over to the Star Wars news. Uh, da, 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 da. 
So the big news that drops in the last couple weeks is that there is going to be a new animated show, Star Wars Resistance. Yay! Looks pretty cool. And this is like a Dave Filoni show again, but um, it looks like they're doing it differently. It's going to be an like animated, an, yeah, like a like hand, an avatar hand, type. Yeah, it's, it's, they said it was uh, influ an anime-influenced show, uh, which tells me it should be, you know, hand-drawn animated show, right? Not computer animated. So that's interesting. That's different. Um, we've su we've seen that with the the original Clone Wars cartoon. Um, the mini-series thing that they came out with. That was um, by Gedney, Gedney Tartarovsky, I believe his name is. Um, the, the the guy who did that series. But, um, you know, uh, this is going to be different. And this is going to be like a whole show. And I'm really hoping... They have not confirmed yet, really, the animation style. But it sounds like, based on the image and what how they're talking about it, that it will be a 2D animation, as they call it. So it'll be drawn, you know, hand-drawn. Or it'll look hand-drawn, at least, right? Okay. You know, it'll look more like Voltron than it does, like, um, the Clone Wars, right? More like Battlefront. Uh, sure. Battlefront okay. is computer animated, yeah. Okay. So it'll look like like it was hand-drawn, even though it might not be, right? I mean, they, mm -hmm. they hand-draw it, but they hand-draw it on a screen. You know, mm -hmm. and then they can animate it on the screen instead of drawing every single cell separately and stuff like that. So, but uh, yeah, so so a little bit of news about it. It says that the production has already begun, comes out this fall. Uh, it's going to be about Kazuda Ziono, Ziono, I believe, a young pilot recruited by the Resistance and tasked with a top secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. So this is before the Force Awakens because the First Order is growing at this moment. Uh, it is he's going to be recruited by the Resistance though, so we know that it is no he or more. She. Do we know for sure? Uh, he. I think he. I guess it doesn't say. I'm almost positive he. I think the voice for him is a he. Kazuda, I think he. Okay. I could be wrong, though. Um, yeah, so this would take place no more than six years before The Force Awakens, because at that point, that's the point at which the Resistance is formed by Leia. About six years before. To deal with threats like the First Order, right? Because the New Republic doesn't want to deal with threats. They want to wait until things happen and then react to them. Whereas Leia wants to get out there and try to stop things, you know, not, maybe not stop them before they're happen, but make sure that really, really bad things don't happen and try to, you know, know at least what's out there. Search for things that might be a threat, right? Um, yeah, so a high-flying adventure. Audiences of all ages. Um... And it's going to have BB-8 alongside a bunch of pilots, including new characters. And, of course, uh, they said Poe Dameron and also Captain Phasma. And those will be voiced by awesome. their original actors, Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie. So, pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty excited. What do you think about this one, Liam? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Are you looking forward to, like, a bunch of pilots and not a lot of stuff to do with the Force? Because I have a feeling there's not going to be a lot of Force stuff. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah? I like okay. that. Um, 
Anna, you and I were just talking. You've been reading Lost Stars. That's some mm-hmm. Star Warsy stuff that I should have mentioned. Mm-hmm. You uh, you actually bought the book, mm-hmm. um, which we've already had on digital, but you wanted the actual book. Yeah. Um, and you've already read it twice, I think, and this will be your third time. No, or this, this, will be my this second. is your second time. Yeah. Okay. So um, we were talking about how. Hmm, spoilers for Lost Stars, if you haven't read it yet, but it's been out for a while now. Um, Sienna and Thane might be in Sienna it. and Thane could be in... I sure hope so. Could be in this show, in Resistance. Um, that would be something. There's a lot of people who could be in this show. Hera yeah. could be in it. That would be awesome. Um, even Ahsoka and Sabine could make an appearance. That'd you know, be awesome uh, Maybe too. while they're on their journey for, you know, to find Ezra, then... Uh, they run into Kazuda. I mean, actually, this is quite a ways after, though, the Battle of Jakku. Like, this is you know, 24 years after, right? Not quite The Force Awakens, but 24 years after the Battle of Jakku, which is one year after the Battle of Endor. So, actually, this is 25 years after Return of the Jedi, right? Okay. So, that's a lot of time, you know? Yeah. So... Hopefully, so Ahsoka. It's not about Ahsoka. And to be it's not about Ahsoka. <laughs> right. So this is not. You know, we thought the next one would be about them. They might have some time between, you know, when they show us their story. Maybe they'll give us that story in a comic. You I know? want it in a comic. Or in a book. I'd like it to be in a graphic novel. A graphic novel. Right. So. Yeah, so then, yeah, it says that this show is uh, created by Dave Filoni. Um, executive produced by Athena Portillo. Portillo? Uh, Justin Ridge is also executive producing it, uh, and both of them worked on The Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, Brandon Auman, who worked on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Interesting. And uh, Amy Beth Christensen is the art director, and she has she did a lot of the concept art stuff for Rebels. Um, like that thing, that poster that you have hanging up in your room, Liam, the of the Rebels crew. Yeah. That's an Amy Beth Christensen painting. Uh, and she will be the art director on this show. So she's going to be the one that really, like, this is, she's saying, here's what the, the show is going to look like. You know? Here's how we're going to do this. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Anna. I think, it, oh, right, yeah. So, if they weren't going to, like, make another story of Sabine and Ahsoka finding Ezra, mm-hmm. Why would they have put that little thing at the end? Oh, don't make like, <laughs> like she's yeah. like, I know I need to find him. Then right. Soka comes. It's like so obvious that oh, they're yeah. gonna make another one. Like they're yeah. gonna make something explaining that story. They kind of want you to. I know it. it. Yes, yes, it'll it. it'll happen eventually. We know it. We know it. So that's Star Wars Resistance, which is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. So that's Star Wars Resistance. Ugh. Resistance. Resistance. I don't like saying that word. Resistance. 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 There's too much Resistance. S's. Resistance. Too many S's. Resistance. Resistance. Anyway, I apologize for all of my pronouncing of Star Wars Resistance. Um, <laughs> it's, it's almost as bad as rural for me. Rural. Rural. That's a hard one. Rural. 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 I grew up in a rural, rural. town. That one is a hard one. Yeah. Rural. Rural. Resistance is easier for me. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. rural is hard. Okay. Words. So, <laughs> Becoming Solo is a featurette that came out that shows a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I have seen and you kids have not. Um, which we don't need to. Which you don't need to, because you're not watching stuff anymore. 
Um, and that's your choice. You're you're trying to limit the amount of solo stuff you're seeing before the movie tell comes out. Us some of the stuff. Yeah. I just don't want to see everything. Right. I get it. Um, like I don't want to have to like seek out all the stuff. Mm. Just be like, okay, you watch this and this and this. Because if I watch a bunch of them, yeah. then I'm gonna want to watch all of them. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to watch all of them. Right. I've seen pretty much all of them because remember, I'm I don't care about. I mean, I care about solo, but I am okay with seeing everything before I see the movie. Um, this movie, it's I'm okay with that. And uh, it's been interesting to see, you know, what kind of things they've officially put out there that I would not have seen uh, if this was a saga movie. Some of those trailers I would not have watched. Those commercials. Like with The Last Jedi, I didn't watch those, you know? So I feel fine. I don't feel like things have been ruined for me. I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of stuff in this movie that they're not putting out at all. I'm going to make a prediction. Battle droids? Mm. Yep. No. Battle droids. Um, nope. Okay, well, I have I have a little bit of uh, evidence. Not evidence, but I have a little bit oh, uh, to Boba go on. Boba Fett is in here. Boba Fett? No. Don't you think they would have announced it by now? Maybe. Who knows? They would Could be a surprise. Um, some people think they, see, they saw Slave 1 in a commercial. But I don't think it was. Probably not. Um, but no, there's a there's a thing called the droid Gotra. Do you remember this, Liam? The droid Gotra. This mm-hmm. is the uh, the battle droids that the the last surviving Geonosian queen. Um, the droids that she kind of made on Geonosis. Oh yeah. And then Vader ended up using yeah. those droids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, those droids hired Aphra to find the triple zero matrix, yeah. right? So these are like a group of battle droids that are kind of like out for themselves. Right. And, um, I'm not really spoiling anything to say that they appear in the solo in the book. Um, last shot, really? the droid Gotra appears in last shot. And it, cool. so they had, they know Han and Han knows them or of them. Right. They didn't work together or anything, but they're aware of each other. Um, so they could show up battle droids. Um, also I heard an interview with, I wouldn't want that. No. I, no. What? I heard an interview with John Kasdan, uh, Larry's son, you know, Larry. uh, <laughs> and on full of Sith, um, Brian, Brian Nung was able to talk to him and he said something about how, I think it was on, in that interview. Don't be surprised if you see, you know, things from all different eras, you know, we're not going to just go original trilogy, right? There's other things that they're, they want to pull in, you know, they want to, uh, kind of honor all of the different eras of Star Wars. Maz Kanata might be in it. Maz Kanata could totally be in this. She's in, she's in Last Shot. Han knows Maz. She should be in it. So, that would be awesome. You know, I'm okay with you guys not watching it, but I feel like I've kind of created spoiler-phobe monsters. Um, But I get what I deserve. Like, you guys are afraid of spoilers, you know, you don't want to... Yeah. No, I'm not afraid of spoilers. <laughs> I just don't want to watch everything. Okay. All right. One thing that did come out that I think you kids are okay with doing, we just haven't got around to it yet, is that 360 video where you're watching Han and Lando playing Sabacc. Yes. And I did that last night with the VR viewer. Was it awesome? It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I wish we would have had a chance to do that before we recorded, but, you know, time. 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 Ugh, time marches on, and we have to make use of it when we have it. So maybe we'll be able to do it tonight after after we eat or something. When our uncle comes over. Uncle. Okay, so 
So the news that dropped today is that there is a new book series coming out called Flight of the Falcon. And this is a middle grade reader, so it is kind of intended for ages 8 to 12, but it's, you know, I'm going to read these. Um, it's I think it's going that. to be sort of like the way, um, you know, Weapon of a Jedi and, and those, uh, those books, that series of books. Uh, I think maybe a little bit like Servants of the Empire, Liam. You know, it's a series. So it's all about the adventures that surround the Falcon, that are about the Falcon, right? So the series of books and comics are about the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy and will help connect different eras of Star Wars storytelling through the adventures aboard the beloved ship. Each fiction title will include a map to trace the literal flight path and help readers understand the time and place where each story is set. And uh, this is all from StarWars.com, of course, their press release about it today. Uh, Bazine Nettle, the spy seen on Takadana in The Force Awakens. Awesome. Viper, right? Viper. A.K.A. Viper, as she's known to us. Uh, because that's what Anna, you named her way back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Uh, way back in the day. <laughs> um, she is on the hunt for the Falcon. And her intel leads her across the galaxy to Batu, a remote outpost on the galaxy's edge. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Galaxy's edge. Go to Galaxy's edge oh. this summer. Right? Remember, Batu is the name of the planet. Galaxy's Edge. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so in order to find the Falcon, Bazine must learn all she can about the famous YT-1300 freighter, uh, the ship that countless bounty hunters and Imperials have almost caught over the years. So Michael Siglane, the creative director of Lucasfilm Publishing, says that these tales take us from a time just before Solo, A Star Wars Story, when Lando and L3 had the Falcon, through the original trilogy and into the new trilogy, ending on the incredible world of Batu. So I wonder if that means that we're, that's like, like the Falcon ends up on Batu after episode nine. Like how, how many books are there going to be in this series? How long is it going to go? Why is the, why is the series ending on Batu? I wonder. So the series is going to launch with a book by Justina Ireland and have illustrations by Annie Wu. And it's going to be called Star Wars Lando's Luck. And it's going to be, I think this is the one that will take place before Solo. Uh, there's going to be another one that is... Is this going to be a graphic novel? Um, it's not going to be a graphic novel, but there's going to be illustrations in it. Quite a bit of illustrations. I think it'll be like those, like Weapon of a Jedi and Smuggler's Run, where like every, you know, few pages, there's a page that's a, a art, right? That kind of shows you what the scene looks like. Remember those? Yeah. yeah, It says, among the other stories will be an installment from the new Star Wars Choose Your Destiny line of Choose Your Own Adventure Tales uh, in a Luke and Leia adventure written by Kevin Scott with art by Elsa Charitier. The twins must steal the Falcon for a top-secret mission. And in Star Wars Pirate's Price, written by Lou Anders with art by Annie Wu, the ship will be back in the hands of Han and Chewie when the pair teams up with one of the most nefarious and fan-favorite smugglers in the galaxy, Hondo Anaka. Yes! <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. Yes! <laughs> what do you think Hondo's going to think of Han? Yes! He's going to be like, oh, my boy, you never <laughs> cease to amaze me. <laughs> That's pretty good Hondo. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and the hog probably just gonna be weirded out a little. Oh yeah, Han's yeah. gonna be like this guy. Where'd you get this guy? Which, you know, it's funny because Hondo and Han are very similar. I think. They are. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, cool. So that's some fun news that just came out today. It was all I could do, Liam, to not stop and tell you about this at lunch at school today. I was like, oh, I need to tell Liam about this, but I didn't. Because, you know, you were having lunch. Yeah. All right, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah, the Canon News song, yeah. So it was free comic book day on Saturday. Liam, you and I went. Anna, you were at a friend's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, included with our free comics was a Star Wars Adventure comics. Uh, which I read. Which you, you did read. Okay. In the morning. You read in the morning. All right. I was right. waiting for my bus. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it's a it's a pretty you know nice little story with Han and Chewie, and then there's uh, Zuckus and Forlom. And, and there's a little boy. And there's a little boy. <laughs> yep. So, uh, one thing that this confirmed is that Zuckus is Force-sensitive. I had no idea that the bounty so hunter Zuckus... a person who can lift things with his mind, is he? I don't well, think so. He's like Chirrut, I think. Maybe he's like Chirrut. I don't know. Yeah, that could be, I guess. he could feel the he force, He could feel right? the force. He sensed that something was... Yeah, I guess that's kind of what Chirrut does. So, in a way, Chirrut does is a force user, kind of. He uses the force to sense his surroundings, right? Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, I didn't I didn't know that about Zuckus. I just thought he was a big kind of insect guy, you know. <laughs> but uh, but I guess not. Big kind of insect. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Nick uh, sent us an email, and included in that email, thankfully, were some top notch jokes. So let's go hear them. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Which Jedi Master stores files? I don't know. I don't know. Adobe One Kenobi. I don't. Uh, oh. Adobe the program, Adobe computer program. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Uh, oh. Mm-hmm. Which Jedi Master plays in the NBA? I don't know. Kobe One Kenobi. I don't know NBA people. But I'm assuming that's the name of someone in the NBA. Kobe? Yeah. Kobe Bryant? No? No. no. Kobe Bryant? No, no. Um, which Jedi Master has visited a lot of countries? Something one Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Globy one Kenobi. <laughs> wow. Globy? Oh, I actually get that Yep. Globe. <laughs> which Jedi Master has very big ears? Something about Yoda one Kenobi. Mm. Something one Kenobi. Lobi one Kenobi. Oh, oh, like very big earlobes. Yeah. Wow, that's so bad. <laughs> the last two are the ones I understand. That's so bad. Yeah, thank you, Nick, for those horrible jokes. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> uh, and that's a compliment. And that's a compliment. Um, so, Forces of Destiny came out with some new stuff, and uh, we didn't talk about that on the news, but I thought we could talk about it. Uh, in our uh, review section, Which we, we have not done, done a review for like, for like two years, but uh, I kind of wanted to pull out that old Darth Maul singing awesome clip awesome. again. So I thought we could go have, uh, let's head on over to our review of uh, Forces of Destiny and also a little mini review of Infinity War. Yeah. All right. Awesome. 
So, Forces of Destiny, let's just go through the episodes really quick and kind of say what we thought about them. Uh, Chopper and Friends, that's the one with Chopper and the Ewoks. They join Hera on the Ghost to shoot down a couple ties over Endor. Liam, you had something to say about that one when it was done, I think. It doesn't really tell a story. (laughs) It doesn't really tell a story. Yeah, it's a very, very basic two minutes and 18 seconds YouTube video where, you know, we just see the Ewoks helping out. And I guess the moral of the story might be help can come in all shapes and sizes yep. and species. Yeah. Um, the big takeaway that I got from it was that oh that's Nisa. <laughs> that's, Ewok that's comic. princess Nisa, uh, from the Ewok comics and the Ewok TV show. Awesome. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, now when I was a kid, I watched Ewoks, which was a TV show on Saturday morning, uh, cartoon. And, uh, there was Wicket and Nisa and, uh, Tebow was the other main Ewok. And of course there was Chirpa, Chief Chirpa and, uh, Logray, the medicine he man. Was there the baby. Ba- there was probably some baby Ewoks, yes. Um, so, so and Liam, you and I, we read a long time ago that whole big, thick, I mean, it was on the Kindle, so we couldn't see how thick it was, but if we bought it, it would have been like an inch and a half thick comic collection of all the Ewoks and droids comics. Um, and they were all, all the Ewoks comics were about Nisa and uh, Wicket and Tebow. So... That's pretty cool to see her. Now, they don't name her, although she does show up a few episodes after this one. And in the description on YouTube, it does say Nisa and Wicket. So, I don't know if YouTube descriptions on the Disney YouTube channel are canon, but pretty sure this is Nisa. That doesn't mean everything that she did in those comics are canon, of course, but it's kind of cool to know that there is... An Ewok character with that name, at least, right? Yeah. So the next episode uh, in this playlist, at least, was uh, the Monster Misunderstanding, which is Padme helping out the Sando Aqua Monster. Wait, that was who, a uh, Sando Aqua Monster? Yeah, that's the 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 one oh. who grabs the one fish and rips off the 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 head of. He's the bigger fish. Remember, there's always a bigger yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah. He's also the the one in the um. Jedi Academy books. Oh. The Sandowaka monster. Is the Sandowaka? They mention him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jedi Academy. Yeah. Those funny books. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They're awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I this one was interesting. Um, I liked it. I guess there's poachers on Naboo who try to steal baby Sandowaka monsters, um, which is, you know, sad. Uh, they looked a lot like Unkar's thugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't think, I think they, because they just didn't want to design a new villain, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, especially when they're going to be in one episode. Yeah, sure. Uh, random bad guys, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's good. Reuniting, uh, the monster with her mom, I guess, her dad. I knew it. And I knew, knew that it. was, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Um, but Padme is awesome though. Yeah. It does, it does give us some awesome Padme, and also it's Padme. It's not Padme and Anakin, or Padme and Ahsoka. It's, it's just, just Padme. Padme. It's a Padme yeah. uh, video, you know, which is really cool. 
the next one is Art History with Sabine and her brother, Tristan. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Uh, we see them try to uh, and try and pretty very easily succeed in uh, taking all of the well, it uh, is like trooper. a two and a half exactly. minute long. Video, I kept on waiting so. for like something bad to happen, like they accidentally blow up part of the statue and they have to live with the consequences. But it's like, no, it's two hour, two minutes and thirty three seconds. They're not gonna, they're not gonna get complicated with the story, yeah. Liam. I realized that it says Disney everywhere, yeah. and there's a typo, and it has two Y's at the end, and <laughs> one is like, and the rest is dis- is just like, all right, and one of them is just like, D-I-S-N-E-Y-Y. Right. <laughs> Someone should write a letter and let them know. Um, so Seriously, Dad? No, I'm joking. No, no, I mean, you made an unintentional pun. Because they accidentally added a letter. Oh. They wrote a letter oh. on accident. Oh, yeah, so they should stop writing letters. Yeah, so you they made an accidental yeah. pun. <laughs> Why would I send them a letter? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a big statue on Mandalore of Tarvisla, and we hear about Tarvisla in Rebels. That was the first Mandalorian Jedi. That's where the Darksaber came from. Did you guys catch that? Nope. Yep. Pre-Vizsla, though. Or Pre-Vizsla was, you know, a descendant of Tar-Vizsla. Yep. Um, so, you didn't catch that either, man? What? Did you catch that? The Tar-Vizsla? Was that... Do you remember that story that... Um, oh, I just heard Vizsla. Oh. That. Do you remember the story that... Uh, what's his name? Ah, um, uh, what's his name from Rebels? The Mandalorian guy. You know the guy who helps Sabine. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was telling Kanan the about... The guy with two pistols. Yeah, Seriously? yeah, sure. And the blue armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that Sabine's right. um, yeah. partner Why in Force Arena. I... Yes, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Force Arena, I'm still playing that, and it's awesome. Um, <laughs> no, I can't think of his name right now. I'm blanking. I want to say Gar Saxon, but that's the bad Mandalorian. That's the bad guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, it'll come to me. But uh, but he tells Kanan about the first Mandalorian Jedi and the Darksaber, right? Remember that? In Rebels? Sort of. There's like that animation thing that happens on the wall. Like the fire, like, oh, yeah, you know, and it's like a, car- like really a cartoony cool. kind of animation of, of, you know, the history of the Darksaber. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's, there's a statue of him on Mandalore. That's cool. I did not know that. Um, the next one is uh, Porgs. This is probably the one that makes it has the most impact on canon, really, um, because oh. we know now that porgs need some sort of blue, leafy thing for their nest, and I think that's really important information that has really fills in a lot of gaps in the story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a cute episode with porgs. But moving, moving on. Girls, and then last the way was a girl porg. That is a good point, Anna. Yeah. I did not catch that. That's another one there without any uh, female characters. Uh, if you don't count the one of those porgs is a f- female porg. I can't remember which one. Um, it's the eye markings. One of them has more color around their eye. Oh right. But I don't remember which one. Um, look I think the males yeah. have the darker. Markings. Maybe, maybe. Uh, the next one is Perilous Pursuit. That's Finn and Ray. This is like the deleted scene from so cool. The Force Awakens where we get to see the, the snowspeeder chase this one was awesome. on Starkiller Base. You like this one, huh, Anna? Yeah. 
What'd you like about it? Anna? I don't know. I just liked Finn and Ray's relationship. I like mm. how it filled in a part of the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked Perilous Pursuit. Yeah? You liked it too, Liam? Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then we had the Luke and Leia Traps and Tribulations. Uh, which, you know, they're helping an Ewok, they're helping Ewoks. Leia with uh, a lightsaber. <laughs> we get to see Leia with a lightsaber. That's pretty awesome. And then at the end, Luke's like, can I have that back now? Luke's <laughs> <laughs> just like, she's just like, hey, thanks for the lightsaber. And like, thanks, because she threw it to him just in time. Yep. And he's just like. He threw it to her. He, yeah. And he's just like, anytime. Awkward three seconds of silence. Can I have that back now? <laughs> uh, can I have that back now? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and again, that was Mark Hamill uh, as Luke. Uh, you can tell he sounds quite a bit older. Um, but uh, yeah, that's another one where we get the canon. I mean, we already had canon confirmation of the... Ah, what's it called, Liam? This is another one of those Ewok comics. That's what I'm asking you. Uh, Gorax, a Gorax, um, and we have seen the Gorax. We saw it in that illustrated map book, uh, on the map for Endor. There was a big Gorax there. So that was kind of like that map book was sort of canon. It was like an in-universe map book. So things weren't necessarily real. It might've been just a legend, but now we see, yes, indeed, there are Goraxes. There are at, le- at least one Gorax on Endor. And, uh, you know, this is a- another thing from the old comics and from the old TV show. and Pretty cool. Um, and just seeing Luke and Leia working together is really nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, before it all falls apart, you know? Before everything just goes to poodoo. All right. Goes to food, you know? <laughs> all right. So... The last one... It does not. That's not food. It's not food. (laughs) No, it's not. It's kind of... But it's not. Um, And finally, a disarming lesson. This one was... Oh, this one is so good. This one was intense. Ahsoka kind of scared me in this one. Yes. Right? I think she scared Azra. She was like, Ahsoka... Uh, are you trying to hurt me? What, what, what's going on with so you? She, she takes the cavern crystal out of his lightsaber, she tosses it, and then she's like, now defend yourself, and she starts swiping at him with their lightsabers. I love it, because it's not really necessarily how a Jedi would teach somebody, right? Mm-hmm. It's not polite. It's not, she's not formal, exactly. She's no Jedi. and That's no Jedi. <laughs> so, yeah, I loved it. Um, and... It actually, because I think because they used the the music uh, from Rebels, I think it was actually the Sabine's theme that they used, but still, gave me chills. Hair stood up in my I arms. I want to watch that again. Which one? The, that one. That the episode? one that we're talking about. Oh, this episode that we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can watch it again. Not right now, but you can but definitely... I want to hear the music. Well, not right now. I... So, yeah, that was Forces of Destiny. Um, I have an image here, Anna, that I took of Nisa from the comics and then Nisa from Forces of Destiny, just so we can they don't see. They look the same. Yeah, they're similar enough. All right, so now we're going to talk about Infinity War for just a little bit. Okay. And full spoilers, so if you haven't seen it, you can tune Wait, out now. Full, full spoilers. I, I don't really have anything planned for this discussion. Um, I have Nick's email. 
uh, talking about it. Uh, he was a real big fan of the Captain Marvel tease at the end, and he thinks that Brie Larson is a great fit for the character, the, the actor who's playing Captain Marvel. Um, and Nick says, I swore never to see a Marvel movie ever again when they killed my spider guy. Kind of went back on that one. And he's writing this to me, so he's asking, what do Anna and Liam think of the movie? What do you guys think of the movie? It what was do you guys think? Good? Yeah. But it was very hard to it was watch. sad and good. Was that? Sad and good. Sad and good. Um, what was your favorite part, Anna? Ooh, I don't know. I don't really have a favorite part because yeah. all of it's just like sad. It's full, not all sad. Full spoilers. Remember. Full spoilers. Yeah. My favorite part is when Thanos throws Gamora off a cliff. That is not funny because you were in tears. Yeah, you were crying. <laughs> that was not a pleasant scene. Are you, okay? no, Are you laughing so you don't laughing. cry right now? No. Yeah. I'm just laughing. It was that was a really rough scene. Yeah. Um, and uh, you both you both cried, and it was sad. It was very well done. So uh, Nick said, personally for me, he's saying his favorite part was all of the character development for Heimdall and Loki and Ragnarok being wasted in the first five minutes. He's being sarcastic. I know, I know. <laughs> or Thanos killing my favorite guardian. Actually, no, it was Bucky simply fading away after being brainwashed, hunted, and frozen. Arg. <laughs> yes, uh, there's a... a a dad that volunteers at, at school. And I talked with him sometimes after school. And he said that, uh, he's really looking forward to the next, uh, movie, uh, the guardian of the galaxy movie. <laughs> Cause there's one guardian left. <laughs> it's just going to be a, it's going to be a rocket movie. That's it. <laughs> guardian of the galaxy. And uh, which one was your favorite guardian? Because all of them were killed except for one. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm yeah. assuming it's Gamora because he kind of like more killed her. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm guessing it's as Thanos killing. I mean, killing. I guess Thanos killed. Yeah. Half of the universe. Right. With his <laughs> finger snap. Well, he did. Well, he killed. But he didn't Gamora. like. He didn't personally Wait, does he look say him in the you eye. Should have aimed for the head. You should have aimed for my head. Yeah. What did he say? You should have aimed for the hand. Head. You sure? Yes. Yeah. You're positive. Yes. So because every kid at school His... says, I, I tell them that, and they keep on saying, no, hand. Nope. He says hand. Nope, he it's says head. It's head. He says head. And, uh, yeah, so, so you know, we have our theories about, well, Nick says he has his theories, too, here. Uh, he said, I think people who faded, or as we we, call, we say flaked, um, I sort of, that's just how I started referring to it after the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because they all turned into, like, ash flakes kind of so i said flaked but uh nick well, says that flakes, he no. thinks the people who fa faded will have been stored in the soul stone hence the name and the time stone will probably play in as well yep thanos was an amazing villain yes great movie you know i agree nick um so i'll i'll, I'll just kind of say my thoughts on the movie i thought that it was not i thought it was going to be a complete mess and it wasn't uh, it took a while for them to get to all of the characters. Um, and of course they didn't give enough time to everybody, but how could they? 
we looked at a breakdown of how much screen time everybody had and yeah. like Black Panther had like three minutes. It's not enough, you know? And Thanos and had like 20. Thanos was 26 or 23. I mean, that makes 29. sense because it was right. kind of Thanos's movie. Right. I asked but you guys. He has a lot less time than I would have thought. No, like, less time. Yeah, he was his. Movie. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff to cover. So I asked you kids like the next day after we saw it, who was the main character of that movie? Because I thought I kept thinking like it wasn't Iron Man, it wasn't Captain America, it wasn't, and Nobody. and we all sort of agreed that it was. That was right after the movie, like the same day. Was it the same day when we went to? Okay. Else, yeah. Oh, okay. So, who was the main character of the movie, Lynn? Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, I think I think Thanos was sort of the main character. Because we hadn't really gotten any, like, barely any character development from Thanos until this movie. And, and the whole point, not the whole point, like, but, like, basically. the whole thing, we've had so much character development with all, with all these other characters uh, throughout the years. I mean, Black Panther and, and the people from Black Panther movie, not Just so much. Just like Loki and Heimdall. Yeah, a lot of them. We've got a lot of a lot of uh, yeah, character development. For good this time. So that's kind of yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling. That the people who who didn't flake but died are probably dead for good, and then yeah. the people who flaked will be brought yeah, back somehow. His throat. We have was crumpled. Oh, yeah, literally, that was a pretty that was a pretty gruesome pretty gruesome. But death. That was like the only grown uh, whatever you want to call it. The only it. gross the Spider only Man's death. death. It was so sad. Yeah, that's what I was that's that's Spider-Man. what I was going to say. Spider-Man, he's just crying over oh, no. Iron Man's shoulder. Oh, and the hug, too, you know? like, oh, Yeah, that was really so emotional. emotional. Like, it's not just like, okay, good job, kid, bye. Right. It's not that kind of hug. It's right. not the kind of hug, like, oh, I'm not hugging no, you, like I'm just opening, opening oh, the door. Oh, Liam, that's a great connection. Yes. Uh, because he, because he thought he was getting a hug from Tony Stark, but he wasn't. Tony was just opening the door to let him out. No, he was, uh, he was hugging him. No, he wasn't. He was yeah. just, no, he wasn't. He was reaching over him to let, un- unlock the door to let him out. Seriously? I think he was. But now he gets his hug from Tony Stark and it's the last thing he gets. It's so sad. And it's right as he leaves, not the car. But this plane of existence. Did you know that? Wow, you made that sound really dramatic. <laughs> so James Gunn, the guy who directed the two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, you know, he had a lot to do with the Guardians parts in this movie. Mm-hmm. And someone did he make Gamora die? I don't think so. He probably said <laughs> he probably said okay to it. He said. What Groot's what was what were Groot's last words? Well, his last words were "I am Groot," right? Yeah. But when Groot says "I am Groot," it's kind of like R two D two beeping, right? There's words there. We just don't know what they are, right? Yeah. Um, and Groot's l- last words were uh, "Dad." <laughs> he says it to Rocket. Rocket is. Oh my gosh. So sad. (laughs) So sad. Rocket is his dad. Oh. I know. It's. Yeah. I'm going to cry. They're all coming back. They're all coming back except for Gamora and Heimdall and Loki and 
vision. I know. <laughs> I know. And maybe some of them will too. Uh, we have. Yeah, so um, our my one of my brothers in law, uh, he is convinced that Gamora will come back, and he had read he had read the uh, you know the original Infinity War story, so it might happen. It might happen. I don't know. Do you want oh, Gamora so. to come back, Anna? <sighs> I mean, like, I mean, it makes a good story. It's mm-hmm. just, like, it's hard to see her go, but since she's already gone, I mean, like, I think it would be okay if she didn't come back. Yeah. How about you, since Liam? Since she's already gone. Right. Liam? I'm going to hate myself for, like, five days, uh-huh. but No. You don't, don't want really her to come back, like right? This story goes well, out. and I, I kind of I agree with you guys too. I feel like they did a really good job of it. It was super painful, yes. And I would feel kind of cheated if they went back on it. Yeah. Um, so that scene reminded me a lot of Ren killing Han Solo. Yeah, um, it did. And in a way, except in, throwing him off a cliff instead of a bridge. Sure. Yeah. So so here's oh gosh, a breakdown a shot of her just laying on the ground oh, dead, no. and it was like ten seconds long. Mm, Come on, people! Yeah, and Liam missed it. Yeah, because he was crying. So you didn't see it um, so much. I saw, I saw a little bit of it. I saw like yeah. a second of it okay. because I was crying. So I was listening to Tashi Station Radio, and um, they were making a great point about Thanos. You know, killing Gamora and sacrificing her, sacrificing someone he loved, right? Mm-hmm. But what does Gamora say? This isn't love. She says that to him, right? But then he says it is, and it is. Well, it is his. He has a sick version of love, right? His his idea of love, he believes it's love, right? Uh-huh. But Gamora's like, this is not. It's not though. Like that's not love. You don't kill people you love, right? Like that's a that's a demented, horrible idea of what love is right but i suppose if he thinks he truly believes that that is what love is then it is true that he did love her in his own mind which is what the soul stone is concerned with right Mm -hmm. so you know it didn't seem right to me like how could the soul stone give itself to him if she killed her because he couldn't have loved her if he killed her but he did just in his own sick mind right you know Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, but I think, I don't know, I I loved seeing the different interactions with people, I thought the scene with Rocket and Thor, um, that was awesome, was super, just super emotional, and Thor saying he lost everybody, he has nothing left to lose, and then Rocket saying, like, I do, and then he does, (laughs) and then he does, so if they go back, um, if they go back in time, I think the people will remember what had happened because like in Doctor Strange, like they remembered that the world had started to crumble, right? So even though he went back in time, the people who had lived at least the people who realized that he took things back in time, like he himself, Doctor Strange, and I think Juan, and I think Cassilius, uh, I think they all remembered that, like, they were like, oh, you turned back time. Well, if you actually turned back time, you wouldn't remember it, right? 
if you just went back to this but other point. But you're, the, if you're in it, yeah, yes, then you'll remember it. So, like, um, if they do turn back time, I think all of these characters are going to remember how sad it was. And what is that going to do to their to their minds, you know? So hopefully they don't just, like, undo it all. Right, but he's not going to keep everyone there, though. He's, he, the or, or her, the person who does turn back time. Oh, right. They will only make them remember it all. Maybe. And not anyone else, or mm. else. Maybe. Oh my gosh, that'd and then a, maybe they'd keep it a secret from everyone. That'd be a heavy burden to bear. Yeah. Oh, I could see Tony Stark doing something like that. Ugh. Like he doesn't have a big enough burden. Yeah. But he couldn't, like, control it. He'd have to learn from, like, Wong or something. He, to, he could wear the glove, maybe. 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 I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was good. Yes. And I don't want to see it again until right before the next Avengers next May. I don't want to watch it again until then. Why? Because it's sad. It's... It's, I want to watch it's it. It's super sad. You do? Well, I mean, maybe I will if you guys really want to, but... <laughs> um, but you know, it's it. It reminded me of Empire Strikes Back, right? It's a it's a downer Except ending. Worse. It is worse because, um, because Empire Strikes Back has some hope at the end of it, <laughs> and this movie guys, does not. The, <laughs> better for the bad guys, worse for the good guys. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, <sighs> and also, I could see. The Return of the Jedi, like, right after I saw Empire Strikes right. Back. And for this, I have to wait, like, a whole year yeah. until I see the sequel. Uh-huh. And it's like, pain, pain, agony. Oh, much better for a whole year, though. A like, whole year? Do you realize how spoiled you are? <laughs> <laughs> Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi was three years. Oh. <laughs> but there was hope. Yeah, and and it's it's a whole year plus you get to watch two movies in between, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. So, but you're right. There was a little <laughs> bit of hope at the end of Empire Strikes Back and uh Ant-Man and the Wasp and we're seeing it in theaters for sure. Yeah, I think we're a Marvel family now. We'll be seeing all of them in the theaters from yep. now on, so because yep. you've gotten caught up on all that. You've yep. ruined my Star Wars by making me into Marvel. No, you haven't. I can like both. We can like both. But They're not both equal. Great. Okay, Star this has turned so into better. a half-stars podcast, half-marvel um, podcast. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. And okay, anyway. That, we can be done now. We can be done. So I think we're going to wrap up the episode here. So thank you everyone for listening to episode 104 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are. Children of the Force. Our email address is forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. And head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help the show get in more people's ears. So we'd really appreciate it. I say Force Mm. Children, and then Liam says Children of the Force. Yep. Was that intentional? I don't know why. It's just, says I say Force Children for both of mine, and then Liam says Children (laughs) of the Force for both of his. And it's just weird. It just happened that way, And I say both of the ats, and Liam says no ats. 
Wow. I never and realized that, Anna. Patterns. <laughs> I'm obsessed <laughs> right. with patterns. Four children of the force. I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Leo. May the force be with you. With you. I said May the 4th if you didn't realize because it was not that long ago. I said May the 4th. Wow. Wow. Hold on, hold on, hold on.